welcome to welcome to conservative patriot nation new members and returning members uh today we have a very special guest um with great information that we will all be receiving so if you have your notebooks take notes and the postings that you see on the wall save it to your message and now i will present to you mickey clan and texas girl take the floor hey guys right. how's it going it's going really good how you been i've been pretty good so do we have some new updates in the stock well, I do. I've been doing some fun research. I was wondering, is Orion joining us today? I thought, I, I was thinking he, it was going to be, go ahead. He should be. He's been under the weather the last couple of days, so he may pop in in a little bit. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know I was presenting. I was sort of just uh, winging it here. So, I have been playing around with some slides based on some of the stuff that you and Orion and Intuitive brought my direction the other day. Um, and we had said, hey, let's check out the Earth plane and see if there's any correlation. Um, so, okay, do you remember how you guys found, I'm going to drop some stuff in the chat here. Let me know if you guys can see it. We added you as an admin. Okay. Can you see that first slide I dropped? Yes, ma'am. Think I'm okay. So yeah, so you guys had found, and I, I remembered seeing this uh, similar-looking uh, Mickey clock, this Hologorium constellation, and uh, this is essentially a pendulum clock constellation. It's just at the base of Eridanus. and it's an upward-facing pentacle at the base of the um, pendulum clock. So, which, so it's like a five-point star at the bottom, right? And I'd seen this on the Earth plane in various locations, but I was first really curious about how this relates to the Mickey clock because even the drawing in Stellarium looks so similar. It's the little hand pointing at the 10 and the big hand pointing almost at what, looked like, what would look like the 8. So it looks like 1008. And what's really fascinating is remember the Mickey clock had eight of the ticks were highlighted in red. This clock has turned out to just have so many multiple meanings. And so uh, I kind of took a deep dive looking at the stars of where does the pentacle point, where do the, uh, the small hand and the big hand point in the heavens, and what is this clock telling us? Um, so I definitely think it's relevant, and I definitely think that the cabal is very aware of this particular um, hologorium clock. So apparently the name Hologorium is the clock in Latin. Um, but Hologorium certainly sounds like hologram, doesn't it? Um, yep. and, and I find it very interesting that it's pointing at Lepus. So the actual bottom point of the, hol of the hologram clock, the pendulum, is pointing at Lepus, which I believe to be sort of the first white rabbit. Um, this is the age old story or myth between Orion and Lepus, Orion being, uh, Lepus being the prey of Orion. And there are stories that of course the rabbits overtook an Island and Orion had to go and kill all the rabbits. What does that sound like? And so, um, I guess I've always looked at Eridanus as being almost like a sea of souls. There's all these, I almost want to say like 
it's how they were controlling our consciousness, or maybe that's where the lost souls are or some type of representation because on the earth plane, um, you know, in Rome and in Giza, we've got this in Rome, it's the Tiber, or let me drop this in here. Let me know if you guys can see that. Okay. But yeah, in Rome on the map plane, it all lines up slowly with Orion and Lepus and uh, this sort of river, river Tiber that runs through Rome and looks just like Eridanus. And I also started looking into some of the mythology around Eridanus. And there's some very interesting stuff about the Pantheon, which I won't get in today. That's kind of another slide, but um it just seems like there's too many coincidences here between these two charts. So uh, I started looking deeper into the, um, into the meaning of this, uh, this constellation and what it's pointing at. And so if you pull up the latest one here, I noticed that the little hand is pointing at um, the coming age of Aquarius so the mixing of the waters, the new technologies, the, you know, the, um, the, the second coming, the, the, you know, the best is yet to come stuff. Sorry, I'm lagging here. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we got you, girl. I think I just lost everybody. I'm trying to do too many things. Okay. So there's no lag in me talking. Sorry. Cause I can't see this no. stuff. I have to pull it up on my local computer and it's running slow. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I haven't had any problems with still on this morning. Not wanting to run. Okay. Yeah. I have Stellarium open. I've got all these slides open and I'm trying to run a zoom call so I can record this too, which is maybe too much for my machine right now. Could be. There's been some really I might just stop the recording here. So another interesting thing, Mickey, on the Mickey clock is if you look where his tail lands and his foot is, it looks like 7-4 to me, like 4th of July, July being set in seventh month. And the four second mark. That was another thing that we found when we really dug into the Mickey clock. Okay. Okay. Let me I'm coming right back. I got to close them down. No problem, sweetie. Sorry, guys.
Sorry, guys. We're having some technical difficulties. That clock is definitely interesting. It truly is. Oh my gosh, it did not like me doing all that stuff. How are you guys doing? Can you hear me now? Well, I'm yes. clear. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I had to do a full reboot. Sorry. You were okay. totally fine. <laughs> all right. So let me pull back Ooh. up. Hey, Mickey, Orion's here. Nice. Okay, cool. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? I'm really good. So I was hoping we could just do a jam session. I honestly was just taking some of the cool stuff you shared with me, and I don't want to take credit for some of your work and, um, cons uh, sorry, Intuitive's work. So I figured I just put some slides together because I was curious about some of the things you sent me last week, um, particularly that clock constellation. And uh, what's up? The clock, yep. Yeah, and then, okay, so let's, let me start over here. Okay, so I sent you guys three slides. The first one, I was just curious, what does it mean? What is, you know, um, what is the definition of, why can't I open this thing up? I'm on my desktop here, sorry guys. So, all right. Okay, so I was curious about a few things. I was curious, where are the small hand and the large hand pointing? And what what is the meaning of, you know, the pendulum, right? So I found it interesting that the small hand is pointing at a, Aquarius across the sky through the phoenix, so the rise of the phoenix, the sculptor, which I kind of consider to be the false idols, the false scientists, uh, and then pointing at the mixing of the waters or the Aquarius, and then the large hand, if you extend it large, it actually is pointing at the judgment or Libra. But I think it's cool because it goes through that triangle constellation there. And it's the downward pointed sphere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we see this a lot. Trump makes this hand signal of the downward pointed sphere or down with the triad or the triangle. Um, so I thought that was That's really fascinating. Space and then the ball is, is what that is. What was that? Downward pointing triangle is space force. It's the opposite of the Illuminati. Yeah. I also wonder if that's due south pointing at Antarctica, being that our enemy is surrounding us, but is always due south. I don't know. Just a thought. And then um, I also thought it was really interesting that the pendulum, the bottom part of the pendulum is a pentacle. Uh, so that's basically that five-point star in a circle and that that is pointing at the lepus, which again, I always consider to be sort of the first white rabbit, the children, the adrenochrome reference. But what's also really precarious is that this clock is at the end of Eridanus. You know, it's right at the end of it. Sort of like, to, so as to say, and I kind of see Eridanus as being like the sea of souls, the lost souls, the lost children. And this is the end of time for them. You know I mean? I know I'm reading into it, but that's just what I'm seeing out of this, this diagram. No, 
I think that's perfect. Um, I think what you're saying about the um, the the spear in the south is amazing because that's so it's basically the cabal against the alliance, and when you put it upside down, it's um, pointing south. But when it's um, their their Illuminati triangle is the um, the north pointing star. So that's yes. definitely got yeah, that's definitely got um, to do with it. And I think, like you said, with where the the hands of it are actually pointing, and that picture that I sent you of um, the Kennedy, oh sorry, Ivanka's children, I think it is. Um, that was very important with the flags. Yes. And I'm noticing that, you know, um, the little boy there to the right in the center is holding a mask or something. And it was just interesting because on the, in the stars, there's a constellation called Pictor and it looks like a, like an easel. And they're always giving us comms, you know, they're always giving us pictures and once again, I feel like this is the judgment pointing to George Washington, maybe because he's one of the first Masons. That's that whole hello, George. I really wonder if he was, I think he was bad. I mean, he was a Mason, right? Well, some of you may not have seen is see Aquarius's water pouring uh-huh. out. It looks similar to the end of your arrow on the picture. Right. And that one, you had sent another one I have here, which went into more detail about the Kennedys. Let me drop that in the chat, too. This is there's just so much to this clock. It's hard to even know where to begin. Um, but that painting, what is the meaning of that painting? George Washington or that one on the left? Uh, the one behind Trump says that it is representing Niagara Falls. So yeah, there's your there's your um mixing of the waters. Absolutely. The, the Aquarius, right? So I feel like they took this photo with constellations in mind. And if you look at the the little girls, the one who's holding the flag, I guess her name is um Arabella. Her point, her foot is pointing at the lepus in the sky. So that's the downward part of the pendulum in the corbellum. The F of JFK. Sorry, which is the F of JFK. Yes. Right. So there's this, sorry, it's called the hologorium, which stands for the clock in Latin, but it is a pendulum clock. Um, And the pendulum is pointing at the children or the lepus in the sky. So I think there's just a lot of meaning to this stuff. Um, so I, I think um, it'd be good for us to delve into why Washington is in line with the the Libra, or is it maybe the triangulum? Right. So then I played around with a graphic on that as well because I was just <laughs> intrigued. So here's another one where I was taking that downward triangle. It's also interesting because, okay, going back to the slide that we we're just talking about. So Ivanka was also publishing images through her Twitter feed of the clock and the clock is backwards. She's standing inside and the clock is flipped. That's why the letters look kind of weird. Um, and it just seems like they're constantly pointing at this 10 and two position, which is almost like the downward triad or triangle. 
And if you look at the Last Supper, it's in a very similar downward triangle, triad or triangle where Jesus's head is at the eye of the downward triad. And another way to look at it is a heart. So the he art or the heart is also, in a sense, the downward pointing, um, what are we calling it, spear. Because it's a spear and, you know, I don't know, it's driven by love. This whole movement is driven by love. So love conquers all sort of thing, you know. Um, I know I'm I'm kind of all over the place, but I feel like all of this is related somehow. I just don't know how to put it in words. (laughs) Well, also with that one with um, Ivanka under the clock, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of the opposite of the all-seeing eye. So um, it would be Horace's eye and it's switched it upside down. So the all-seeing eye is in a triangle that's facing up and it's almost like she's the opposite of it. See how if you flipped her upside down? Yes. So it's almost regaining that power. That's what I see because I see a cross more than a like two triangles that are um, mirroring each other or pyramids. So true. What we need to do is mirror that image because it's a mirrored image of the time and the clock. So we need to flip it literally over and left and right. And then you have your triangle and your 10 and 2 position. Which is fascinating. I knew that was mirror, yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of a vertical mirror and a horizontal mirror. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, because everything's mirrored, as as we know. Um, uh-huh. And what you might be interested in is um, in JFK's uh, JFK Junior's most famous um, magazine cover. On the back page is the same clock, um, not the Mickey clock, but a normal clock with a ten and two. Right. So. Um, it's definitely something to watch. Also, um, we could possibly look at where the eight red um, dots are on that JFK clock, the Mickey clock. Yep. And that could relate to another place on it. Um, I'm trying on to find the Earth plane? Yeah, on, on, in the sky. Oh, right. Okay, be- yeah. It could be pointing to something. I'm just trying to find your other one. Yeah. So the very first one that I dropped in there today, I, yeah, I did kind of identify that in the sky, at least the drawing of the constellation appears to be pointing at 1008. And it is interesting. Yes. There's yes. eight points. Right. So if you look at that one and then you look at the next one that I dropped in here of, Is it still in here? Yeah, then the number five. This one, I tried to take a direct line uh, from the eight straight through, and I did find that fascinating that it went straight through that triangulum. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think it's got to do with that triangulum. Yep, yep. Yep. So I did take that off on the eight angle. I didn't take it on the ten. So what do you think about? There you go. On the Last Supper one, um, the bottom right, that's 100% accurate. That's what I was just talking about, the all-seeing eye upside down. Yes. Because it's perspectives. Um, it's the, uh, the the sky meets the ocean. Uh-huh. So it's um, everything is <laughs> the same thing um, eventually because that vanishing point, 
Right. Does that make sense? So it yep. all goes into a point, and that's the point that they captured. That's why the all-seeing eye is at the point of the triangle, because that's the capture of the the day, the night, the the sky and the sea, um, all dimensions. Yep. Um, another thing I found sort of fascinating with this clock and the stars is the fact that so we all know that the zodiac mm-hmm. is a clock. Yeah. Now 100%. it's a twenty. It's a twenty-four hour clock, so it's a little confusing, and the it's hard to know where the start and the finish is because it's been corrupted. But if you rotate it this way, uh, the way I just dropped it in there, it does show Leo. And the Virgo, so Leo being the, the end and Virgo being the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega. Um, but it is a 24-hour clock. So I just found it cool that he's pointing at the Gemini Cancer or the Cancer mm-hmm. and then the Libra in this clock as well. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so judgment of the Scorpio and Gemini will cure the cancer. I don't know. I'm just, that's just what I'm seeing here. I don't, I don't know again, if I'm reading too much into it, but there's just so many meanings to this clock. Well, I and, don't think there's any, any such thing as reading too much into it. It's more um, finding all the codes and bringing them all together into a pattern. Trying to find that pattern. Yeah. Um, I wish that I could find like something like Stellarium for the, ecliptic clock because well I don't even know if that's the right word it's actually called the zodiac um because all throughout the world they have these zodiac clocks and uh, there, there is something I've just found from your one the other day so sorry to interrupt um remember you said cancer was nipping at the heel of someone and then also the scorpion was um doing the heel of someone else Yes, the Scorpio so is in the heel of Ophiuchus. Yeah, so see, um, the two hand is pointing towards the Scorpio, Scorpius, where mm-hmm. it's um, where its hands are, its uh, nippers are, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, same with the crab, the Cancer, on the. Oh, interesting. On the yeah. And what's neat about that is so the 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 recent full moon was also in the claws of the Scorpio. And we've seen very interesting retrogrades from Mercury that literally, it'll literally avoid the claws. It goes around. It doesn't even look like a loop. The retrogrades that Mercury does, which is, I think, Archangel Gabriel, uh, a.k.a. the QAnon, it will literally go around this, the um, claws of the Scorpio and sometimes also of the Cancer. So they're playing. Mm-hmm. They're definitely giving us a show. I just don't okay. know how to interpret every part of it. No, there's a lot. Also, um, if you look at your first one with the JFK clock and then the um, constellation, mm-hmm. um, where, the, where the clock points is the water, the blood is the lepus because the white rabbit, and then the triangulum, which is their power. So it's showing that they own the water and the, and the blood. Yes. You can't, get, you can't get blood out of a stone. <laughs> so... It's basically showing the three points of power. It's the power of the eye or, or the um, the triangle, which is the vanishing point of the three dimensions. The triangle is the triangles, the three angels, the three perspectives. So um, then you've got the water of Aquarius. So that's all the powers of our earth. 
and, and then, it's fun. and then time. <laughs> time is controlling it all because time is their power that they invented to control. Exactly. So, so coming back to that slide, you're looking at the one where the arrows are pointing to Aquarius, Libra, and Lepus. Yep, yep. But I don't see it going to Libra. I see it going to um, Triangulum. Okay. If you cut well, that arrow short, because it's that Y formation. Um, it's also the Tesla um, <laughs> uh, rotor or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot in that. Yeah. They're, they're using the, a lot um, of the flux capacitor. and there's no way this image this photograph to the right there is is a coincidence no way no yeah no um um, also mickey if i may add too, the clock you know at the end of it where it has that uh pentacle or that uh point that um the star Uh it's very interesting because um venus does her um her retrogrades and she does it in in like a star formation and what we call those areas i mean i don't want to go too much down the rabbit hole but what we call that the formation is where she becomes the morning star and then the evening star where it's inferior and superior conjunctions and with her retrograde cycles now in me saying all of that um venus uh goes um basically uh, as the evening star which we can um you know understand that as goes into the un- the underworld, right? And um, when she goes into the underworld, uh, she basically, uh, you can see how it manifests in the physical is that you'll start to um, notice that deceptive people, deceptive plans actually are seen and they're recognized. And that's usually when people, um, you know, um, places and things then actually are recognized for their deceptive and evil ways per se and then they actually get caught right and they get recognized now when then when venus then uh comes back up from the underworld then it becomes the morning star and when the morning star comes that's when then um where like the collective or how it will manifest is like where usually uh, the collective anger we have the collective hatred that we have or disdain that we have actually um has a humongous um, opportunity and chance for uh, to turn all of that that uh, low vibrational uh, frequency of energy into forgiveness. So it's very interesting how I feel how I'm going to tie it in here is that uh, with Trump there and all of this and all that going on, especially near the Sea of Souls, right? I feel like, you know, those souls are going down that river or down that sea of aridness, right? Where then it's kind of like, I don't want to say they get judged, but they get put down that cycle of will they be forgiven or will they kind of not be based upon, I guess, their um, crimes against humanity, for lack of a better uh, term here. But yeah, with that pentacle there, that's what Venus does. And Venus does her um, her morning and evening star. And when she completes her superior and inferior conjunctions um, and goes through her whole entire Venus Venus cycle, it literally is like a it's a pentacle star within within the sky if you were to, to track her throughout the whole entire cycles. And that allows us as a collective to uh, have a chance to recognize evil, to recognize bad, to recognize um, the people, places, and things and systems that led to suppression, that led to oppression, that, you know, has led to evil doings. And then 
uh, we're given a chance to forgive it or not. It just depends. But usually when it's a morning star um, is when Venus rises before Mercury and before the sun um, is when uh, she's the morning star. And you can see Venus at night super, super, super bright in the sky. And that's when we then are, like I said, given an opportunity to change, um, to transmute, let's say, all of that anger and disdain into forgiveness. So are you yeah. saying that it actually creates a pentacle in the like in the zodiac? And what conjunction is it that creates the pentacle? Um, it's a multiple of conjunctions and retrograde periods that Venus goes through, right? Where if you track the whole entire movement, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly how long, but it's literally if you were to track her from like from um from movement to movement and retrograde to to inferior superior conjunction and all of that, it literally makes the pentacle within the sky when Venus makes her whole entire cycle. Oh, that's cool. I gotta look that up. Also, um, to add, which really lines up with um <laughs> with intuitives and um was basically about deception and about hiding um the powers that be. So I'm gonna say something pretty controversial. So what do you guys feel of George Washington? Well, we know he's a Mason. We know that there were okay. some there was some decisions that were made on the keystone or the, the initial stone for the Washington Monument. The mm -hmm. Washington Monument's so, a huge obelisk, which is a male figure, you know, male I don't know. So that's not good. And they've been sacrificing children underneath the, the Washington Monument for decades. Yeah. So I can't imagine well, he's good. And then the whole hello, nah. George makes me think that uh, Junior knew all about George Washington. George Washington was Illuminati, um, just to break it to you. So that the picture is pointing to George Washington and it's also pointing to the triangulum there. Um, it shows that he, because the all-seeing eye is Illuminati. That's what it is. So he was probably the beginning of it in America. Um and I don't know what that flag is that the little girl's holding <clears throat> to the, the right hand side. Is it's it the, the army? army? Yeah. So it's almost like the powers. So America had power over the water, um, and that had power over the the um, Illuminati. But it was sort of hidden because the little boy holding a mask, he's unmasking it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know if that represented the picture or the others. Another uh, constellation to the right of the clock. Because he's next like to her. Yeah, he's painting a picture. Like, yeah. We're, the symbolism will be their downfall, but we're using symbolism yeah. against them. Absolutely, Trump does it all the time. So that's that's what's good because he's given us symbolism, so we can work out for ourselves and show people what's actually going on. So basically, what it is is an unmasking of the powers that be, the water, the uh, the adrenochrome, for lack of a better word, um, and the Illuminati control of the perception um, where the ocean meets the sky. The I, love that you can, I love that you can add to what, sometimes I'm just following a subconscious stream and I don't even know what I'm seeing until <laughs> we start to analyze it. But I love too that that does point at the J which is 10, mm -hmm. the 10 o'clock, the, the K, which is the 11, the one plus one is two, right? 
and then the F below. How did you get the J F K? How? Oh, because it's the three points. So it's J. Well, then J, J is the tenth letter. Okay. F is the sixth letter, and then K. Well, you think um, K is the eleventh number, but you reduce that down as what I do, and one plus one equals two. Yeah. So that's him pointing at the two. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Kennedy family all over the, both of these pictures. Yes, and just to let you know that um, <laughs> Nikola Tesla's birthday is coming up. I, I hang on one sec, I've got it here. It's um, June twenty eighth. So that has to do with the power <laughs> um, and time because he's a time traveler, but mm -hmm. he's also in charge of the Tesla power. He he discovered Tesla power which was um, basically the air, the water, all, all of it. So that's all showing that in there as well. Yeah, so... Isn't the power back to the people. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so then you also have this age-old battle between Orion and the Taurus, which mm -hmm. we've been studying quite a bit. And... Well, I don't. Let's actually stay on the clock. I've got one more here for the clock before we go mm -hmm. into that. Um, so you asked me to kind of look on the Earth plane if I couldn't find something that really resembled this Pentagon, and back to Rome, just because I'm really familiar with this map. But I definitely want to go look at DC as well, as well as um, New York. I don't know if this was a stretch, but I did find it really interesting. There's this. Um, in both the Vatican and Washington, D.C., they have this pentacle. And some have thought that the, the Vatican, so like, you know, St. Peter's Cathedral and the courtyard there, which also has an obelisk in the middle, and it has all these statues and figures all the way around that courtyard observing the satanic abuse represented by the obelisk. But what's interesting is on the earth plane, you also have these streets that are in the, like the head of Orion, that also make up the clock. So the clock is the head of Orion on the street plane and that you have that, I don't even know what they call that at the Vatican, that huge the key. Um, pentagon, the, but the big huge pentagon on the earth plane, uh, I'll pull up the maps, but I'm, I'm not sure what that is or what that was developed for. It's, it's so unusual that it must mean something to them. Well, it's simply the pentagram, right? So um, if you overlay the um, the pentagram over the flower of life, because the flower of life is um, the golden ratio, God's um, original signature. But if you put the pentagram over it, it captures that power. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, I'm just trying to pull up what that thing's called. It's called the Castel Sant'Angelo. On Angelo, Castel Sant'Angelo. I wonder what that means in English. Looks like Castle of Saint Angel. <laughs> Is yeah, what that means again? That's right, right? Yep. So that's definitely definitely means something to them. And the fact that there's this sort of pendulum and the downward point of that I could follow, but I think that's the Colosseum. 
anyway, so yeah, so there's more to check out on the earth plane there. All right, let's see. What else did I not show you yet? All right, so uh, speaking of the other one that you brought up, Junior and his tattoo, and how that relates to Orion, and again, this battle between the Orion, who seems to be somewhat in control of Eridanus, and the Taurus, which is our free will. Um, and I, I looked and looked at the Z. I really think the Z is the finisher because it's the last letter in the alphabet. I don't think it stands for Zeus or Zionism. Well, I think it's um, multiple things as always. <laughs> but um, I would say I saw today um, Zionist, but I also know Zeta. And then there's also, yeah, the 26th letter of the alphabet, Z. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to research the NGC uh, nebula, the the nebula at the base, of, or sorry, at the phallic point of Orion. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't come up with much on that yet. I guarantee there's something in the 1980 or 1980 that I bet you there's some type of executive order. Or there's something to do with that. But I just the haven't found it. Or um, is there that many... We didn't get up to that many. Um, oh, we did. Um, the Q drop, possibly. Mm. Yeah, I should go yeah, look maybe. into that. And I don't know what NGC would stand for if that too has been a calm. Um, but yeah, and then we kind of talked about it the other day. I was like, you know, in just looking at the banking system, it was interesting to, to connect the fact that bullion is bull plus lion. Mm-hmm. Or Taurus plus Leo, meaning free will plus the root of David. And yeah, and um, that's what I couldn't work out about um, Orion holding the lion up. And that's almost giving the bull to the lion, the bullion, the dollars, the gold. Mm-hmm. Controlling the lion, controlling yeah. the bullion. Uh, interesting. Well, because we're going back to the gold standard, the bullion, the gold bullion. So the gold bullion was taken. So the lion was taken out of the bull and it was just the bull. It was the bull markets, the fake. Um, They were, they were hiding all the wealth because the, the bullion wasn't there. It was just the bull. And they thought they had killed off the line or the root of David, the Druze, the, the Jesus line. Which is the lion. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The original. So I think it's um it's got a lot to do with what's happening in the cryptocurrency, in the um, Wall Street, in all of those things. Um, we know that the bull is representing London, so the London bankers. So they've definitely taken it, and it's almost because you know I said that I didn't see the battle. I saw more of a um a joining together. It was almost like he was taming and giving an offering to the bull. Who is? Uh, Orion. Mm. Yeah, I just, I'm just seeing that the cabal forces have used the power of Orion against the free mm-hmm. will of the people. That's what I keep getting just because of where the satanic rituals were happening and how they were using the essence of Orion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the Another- thing is that that's everything in this whole entire universe. They've stolen all the symbology 
and used it because all that symbology is is basically tools in a toolbox. So you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. If you've got a knife, you can butter someone some bread and feed them or you can stab them. It's the choice that you make with that um, symbol. So it's the same with Orion. It's the same with the bull. It's the same with the lion. You can have the lion can be the most vicious and attacking animal or it can be the most wise and gentle and protective. So it's how they used it. So we have to undo all of what they've shown all these symbols to be. Same with the eye, same with the tri the pyramid, same with all of these things. They're very beautiful things, but they've taken them and made them evil. Can you also speak, just really quick since we're recording, on the star that is in the eye of the bull uh, that's called Baron, uh, Alabaron? So Alabaron um, is a very important um, planet in the constellation of Taurus. Um, it's basically been the staging center of the Galactic Federation um, to uh, defeat the Cabal and all the Cabal's resources. Um, Aldebaran was about growing crystals and crystals are consciousness, so new consciousness um, and mixing consciousnesses together. So it was, um, it was to bring new energy to the earth um, through the Federation, basically. Very interesting. Um, okay, did you want to add anything intuitive or did you want me to go to the next slide? I was going to talk about how uh, Jerusalem is in the shape of a heart. Next slide, let's do it. All right. Um, so this was also brought to my attention recently, which I thought was just super fascinating. Um, but so Jerusalem was always shaped in the form of like a heart and the ventricles of the heart, but also as the shin, which is the 21st letter of the Alif base. It's basically the, the I believe it's the Hebrew language. Uh, so the shin comprises three vertical lines representing three columns the letter itself looks like a crown and the three lines of the shin may be interpreted as three general dimensions of human being, the Kesser or the will and pleasure, the intellect and the emotions. Kesser, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, is that which exists beyond the intellect, the dimension of the supernatural and the will and the pleasure of the king. The geometry of Kesher is 620. When shin is represented as Kesher, 620 rays of light are imparted to the world through three literal lines or channels of the, of the shin. These rays are bestowed on the world through the right line, which is kindness, the left line, which is justice, and the center line, which is mercy. So, you know, remember how we have the three lines coming out of the clock? Mm -hmm. I found that fascinating because these rays are bestowed on the world through the right line, which is kindness, which I would consider to be Again, sometimes it's flipped, but the right line I would consider to be kindness or, or the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. The left line, which is justice, which I would consider to be that, you know, um, the Libra. And the center line coming down being mercy, which I would consider to be the lepus. I don't know. It just all felt like it was fitting. <laughs> well, and also if you turn the shin upside down, it's a pyramid. So right. it, it's those triangles, three angles, three angels all over again. Um, they're the three power centers. That's what it is. Okay. 
And it's also, I, it just keeps coming to me that Israel, okay, is really two words, is real. And everyone keeps saying it's a project. So the ethereal is also real. And Israel is a project because we are all ascending. So when uh, Jacob had the visualization of going up the ladder, Jacob's ladder, and he got to the top of it, they renamed him Israel. And they gave each of his children uh, a constellation in the planets. They assigned a constellation of the planets for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. But they also gave them a kingdom or, you know, they became a tribe. So then you had, you know, the tribes, you had uh, King David, David and Goliath, who fought against all odds to be the king of kings. So he was the king of, sorry, the tribe of Judah, but the king of kings, meaning not only did he rule over the tribe of Judah, the lion, but he also ruled over all the tribes of Israel. So I just find it really interesting that here we are in the age of Aquarius, the ascension, and we are all, if we want to, going to ascend to Israel. <laughs> well, and you just said it then. So it's actually three words. So it's Isis, Ra, and Elohim. Mm. <laughs> and the elites called themselves the elites because it's the Israel Eats, Israelites, Israel Elites. And they stole the crown. They stole everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All right. So here's yeah. another random piece that I put together based on some of the stuff you were sending me. <laughs> and that was, I found it interesting that the Freemason mm-hmm. symbolism also has, it almost has a downward triangle in the center there. And you'd sent me the diagram of, of uh, the, I believe this is the Hoover Dam. Yes, and the square and compass. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all, yeah, it's all 33 degree. Yeah, so I flipped that just to see if it lined up with the clock mm-hmm. because everything's being flipped. And do you know anything at all? I, I had another influencer tell me that there were pieces of the London Bridge in the Hoover Dam and that this too yeah. was a very satanic location and it blocks ley lines as it blocks the Lake Mead from flowing evenly all the lakes. So you've got, it goes Powell, Lake Powell to Lake Mead to Lake Havasu, all of which are being held by dams. And in Lake Havasu, they have the London bridge and they Mm -hmm. claim to have these pieces of the actual London bridge there. It's city of London. They denote it city of London because of that. Yes. Yes, the power. So, that's the and that's the that goes back to the Aquarius of water power, how they control the water. Because you've got to understand that water is life, water is what we are, water is consciousness, water is um everything. Um the air is water, it's just in a different form, it's in a form of vapor. So it's just as much water as the ocean. So if you control the water, you control everything. That's life. It's fascinating. I should have actually also grabbed an image of the Suez Canal being the two, because if you look at uh, the two rabbit ears, that also could be somewhat part of this downward triangle. 
and the fact that they parted the Red Sea with the Ever Given on the other ear, so on the left ear, meaning, again, it's, it's almost symbolic that the left ear, which we know now is pointing to Aquarius, that they would have blocked it on the left ear on the Suez Canal, again, going from Mar, uh, Lago, Sea, Red Sea, to through the birth canal, so we're rebirthing, to the, the lake, right? So Sea through the birth canal to the lake. And uh, it's almost like, yeah, we're heading back to the mixing of the waters. It all brings it back to the mixing of the waters, the Aquarius. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to find a few images now because I've got a few. Uh, I'll send it to Texas. I just dropped an image of the Suez Canal. Yeah, that's the one I was going to send to you anyway. So I've got others that I'll see if I can find because there's a lot in that, what happened. I mean, um, they control the waters now because the Suez, the Suez, um, the Ever Given uh, going up the birth canal, which is the Suez Canal, um, and then mounting onto the land of, of the edge of the um, the sand, that is basically saying that you don't need a dock to mount onto the land now. So the doctor is no longer um, something that's needed. You can transcend the ocean the, the waters onto the land without a doctor and that breaks maritime law admiralty law that's all gone um there's been other things obviously with with um the crown corporation being taken over and those sorts of um systems and the vatican those things but that was a massive sign to say that the waters have broken basically oh ryan you have free range to uh, go ahead and post pictures yeah, I'm just trying to find them. Oh, sorry, I have I've um I've been a bit sick, so I, I haven't been real prepared for this. But that's okay. I'll post one image in here and keep it going while you look. Um, this is also really fascinating. It's just part of the story. Um, this piece called "Triumph of Apollo," led by Aurora, is over Trump's fireplace. So the heart of his home, the hearth. Uh, he's got this painting, and it's it's basically a uh, Aurora is the bringer of the new dawn. She's on the right and she's shedding flowers over the darkness, the dark to light. Um, and so the darkness is on the right and there's actually oceans off in the distance representing maritime law and the control over water. And then you've got the fog of the war, right? Because uh, people can't really see through it. It's difficult to see up from down when everything's being flipped. But then you have the child, which is actually called Puto. And so that's not Cupid. It's actually a child reigning in, again, carrying the flame for children. And then you've got the, the rise of the divine feminine and the Tiffany blue. So the woman in the center wearing Tiffany blue. This is also representative of what they call whores, uh, a relief yeah. in um, in Rome, which they always wanted to represent the women as whores. You know, Mary Magdalene, they, they lied about her in the Bible and, and elsewhere, mm -hmm. saying she was a whore, but really she was never a whore. That was just their way of flipping the truth about the divine feminine. And then you've got Apollo here riding in on chariot with horses. And Apollo, again, is one of the characters in Gemini. So he was mm -hmm. the one in the Battle of Troy 
Now, I want you guys to remember, because this is so neat. The, so the Gemini is Pollux and Apollo. And they were two warriors. And they were they battled in the, the like I said, the Battle of Troy. And they created the Trojan horse. So the Trojan horse, they rolled in and it had all those people. And if you look at Aquarius is 107 in Gematria. War horse is 107 in Gematria. So at the end of this reveal... <laughs> You're going to have all these people that are still alive coming out Mm -hmm. of the Trojan horse, bringing Mm -hmm. in the golden era. So there's so much to this story. There's more even. Go ahead. And then you, sorry, and then you can lead into the um, Achilles and the the heel. I just put a picture up of the Achilles where the Achilles tendon is and um, how that collapses the whole system. So that's been likened to the three gorges dam and, um, so that's, again, controlling the water, but also controlling the bull market, which is where um, a lot of the Bitcoin um, farming and all the all the rest of that is, where um, the Wuhan labs are all controlled through. Then you've got um, the CCP, which leads to everywhere, let's say. Well, and remember, so every time they show a calm that someone has been has flipped or is now working for the Alliance, they put them in a boot. Right. So I think that's also a way to show they're completely in control over the storyline at this point, the Alliance, the white hats. Absolutely. Um, And that's showing the original um, prophecy of he will bruise him in the heel. Um, That's what's happening. That's it. it The promise of the redeemer. They're doing it all over. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you did you find your graphic or did you post them? Um, I've got a few in there, but there's there's a lot. I wish I was a little bit more prepared for it, but um, it's it's basically all the symbology of of what they've stolen is what that because um, if you look at the um, the Red Sea, it's that same cross. So the, the two paths are left and the right. And um, in the Bible, it said about <clears throat> wide and spacious is the um, the the left-hand path, but narrow and cramped is the right-hand path. And the right-hand path leads leads to um, to everlasting life and all the rest of it, paradise, um, Jasara. <laughs> yep. So it's it's all the fulfillment. Um, and as you can see from the stars, um, that's what I'll put another one in. So this is, you can see from the stars um, with the clock where the hands are pointing, that's the right and the left, the choice. Yes. And that's exactly how the street path looks in the Vatican or sorry, the head of Orion on in Rome. So they were there's definitely a, a a meaning to that. I'm I'm gonna zoom in on that and look a little closer at the basically the head of Orion. Let me repost this because it also turns out to be the clock. Yes, <clears throat> and like you can see, I just put the rotary in, so you can see the left and the right, and the straight ahead, and then the down. So it's the star which they've put over the clock. Because a triangle has four, three sides, right? So yeah. 
if you add more lines in there, it's confusing what the triangle is, what the pyramid is. So mm -hmm. it's almost taking power over what the pyramid was originally, because the pyramid was three an angles or three angels, three consciousnesses. <laughs> that is fascinating. Okay, so I need to overlay these two graphics that I just posted here. So the one is Orion's head, but that also makes up the clock. The second one is showing you where the clock lines up with the pendulum. Which which so, slide was that? That was so the last two slides that I just posted. I know it's going to be hard to see because I need to work on these from Photoshop. But the yep. first one is basically showing you where the head or the clock, the head of Orion is. All I did was I traced the streets. Yep. Like, yep. You know, there's a ten and two. Yes. Well, yep. So if you look at this at the belt. Uh, the far right uh, star of the belt between the belt and the shield is where that star pattern is that, uh, what did I call it? It's called the Castel Saint Angelo. So castle oh, okay. angel. Yep. And so you literally have his head makes up Orion's head, but it also makes up the clock. And that's probably why they have that pentagram on the earth plane. I couldn't figure out what, what that was in the Orion, but it's not. They actually are overlaying two constellations. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because they've put their power over it, which is that rotary. Yep. The pentagram over the top of it. Yeah, they've overlaid it. So they've actually, the Orion energy is not what you know it to be. It's what they've created it to be with their pentagram. Fascinating. With their hologram, yes. because it's called the hologram. Hologorium, mm -hmm. yes. Yep. Yep. The clock. Yeah. So um, the, you might find this interesting. So it's not 12 um, systems. It's three, because there's always one in the middle. So Jesus was the one, and there were 12 apostles around him 12 disciples um there's the clock there's the one and then there's 12 numbers around then you got the 12 crystal skulls where there's one controller skull that the 12 go around um many many of the uh things in our thing have been taken down to a cycle of 12 but the cycle is actually meant to be 13 because it's around the one Oh, wow. Yes. And there's supposedly 13 chakras on the earth plane, but the yes. 13th doesn't open unless all 12 are opened. Yes. And that's what the heart is the one and everything revolves around the heart, which the, is the 12 around the one. And I don't know if you know this, but on the earth plane, the heart is London. The heart chakra. Yes. Hence how they were controlling so that's in, tricky in because um, it depends. So um, <laughs> let's just say the clock, the clock of the earth or the body of the earth is all guided by the third eye of chakra. So wherever the third eye chakra lands in the earth, because you've seen them all over. Have you seen images of them everywhere? So the third eye one, yeah. So there's many different ones, but wherever the third eye lands is where the rest of them land. It's a codex. Okay. 
So if you put the third eye in a certain location, then all the other ones will be in different locations. So it's where the third eye is put is locks them all into their original where they're meant to be. That, and I really want to see this on a flat earth map. I yeah, mean, that would be. Seems like we're getting a distorted version of the chakras of the earth here. So Mickey, yeah, I, that's been new. <laughs> I know where they are, but I'm, I'm very careful about saying where they are. Okay. What were you gonna say? <laughs> so I just dropped a picture from Vatican City, and you can definitely see the rotary in it. Oh yes. Okay, there you go. And that is everywhere, by the way. The eight point or octagon or eight point star is all over Rome. Yeah, and I'll try to find this other picture that I have, and there's a story to go with it, and I'll have to find it and get it to you. It talks about the the little river that runs through there. They're calling that the birth canal of, the of something. Oh, interesting. I'll tell you where one of them is. So um, the solar plexus is the, um, what's it called? The uh, <laughs> Ayers Rock, Uluru. Oh, really? Yeah. So the solar plexus represents our belief systems. Mm -hmm. It's where that's we hold the, all of our most the, sacred. That's the Aboriginal. They're the first humans. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> Do you have a diagram or. Um, like I can send it to you after I have to find it. Um, okay. Cause it's, <laughs> it's buried, but <laughs> yes. Well, those are all the slides I have today for my latest research, but I, I, gosh, I really need to go dig into Orion now. Uh, sorry, into the Giza pyramids and also into the, I was told that the Tower 1, Tower 2, and Tower Building yeah. 7 in yeah. New York was yeah. also in the shape of Orion's belt. So I wonder how many other pieces or landmarks line up with Orion on the Earth plane in New York City. And just as a, a side note, I find it fascinating that with 9-11, they took a bite out of the Big Apple. That, too, yes. is pretty biblical, yeah. right? Absolutely. It's all it's all um, spells and oh, they're sick. Um, yeah, that's why they had to take out Building 7 because that was the, um, what is it, on the Orion's Belt? I'm just trying to see what. Akalem, I think it is. Altanak, Akalem, and... I don't have it in front of me. Um, so I'll just. It goes so deep. There's so much. And there's probably something to the three stars in the belt, too. The three. Um, the three, three kings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was um, um, Jesus. Um, the North Star was pointing. So it's a clock. Basically, Orion is a clock, um, a universal clock. And wherever those stars are pointing is the time we're in. So there's a lot just in the constellation of Orion for the clock. Um, the three kings were the three wise men that bought all the um, gifts for Jesus. The sun was when the sun went down. So there's a lot of symbology in the stars as well of the stories that were had that happened on Earth. Because we're in a micro-macro system um, called the universe. So it's you 
in reverse. So it's you inverse. So you looking at yourself from a different perspective. Fascinating. Another one you just brought to my attention here is this, the way that they used the pyramids is also at a 10 and two position. The way that they were moving, I think that the mummification, they were trying to control or hijack the reincarnation process. Uh, This also relates to Tesla technologies, but I just find it interesting, all these angles. This was also a downward triad inside the pyramid. So, hmm. And if you look into um, Alnitak, Al-Nalam and Mintaka, they're the three stars. So um, you'll probably find something in those names as well. Um, when we've got more time, we'll probably go into that more as well. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know why this keeps coming to my attention, but they had also flipped the, the importance of the feminine, the divine influence on humanity, right? So the heart the he art is literally in the shape of the feminine body, right? So you've got her chest and her chalice. And now that you're going to see the rise of the divine, you know, you're going to see the flip of the triangle that way as well. Um, and Absolutely. You know, and uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, Mickey, but um, you know, down here, the controller energies, whatever you want to call the dark energy, it's all about the inverse, right? It's all about the flip. So in me saying that, it's a lot about to um, flipping and reversing and removing as well through the flipping and reversing and opposites um, of the divine feminine. Because the divine feminine is our feminine aspect, you know, because even though we are, can you say this, you know, even though we are male and female, we're in a male or female bi- biology, you know, our body, However, we are all masculine and feminine within, you know, energy wise. So when you rid or you get rid of or you um, dismantle, let's say, the feminine, the feminine energy or the feminine aspect, that's when then we um, as individuals and as a collective, we then um, uh, aren't able or we are programmed to not, let's say, to um, open our heart, to know when to um, receive, when to take a step back. And it's all about, in terms of spiritual ascension, it's all about uh, uniting and having that sacred marriage within yourself as an individual of your masculine and feminine energies. So if you have one that is missing or that is um, damaged, right? And then the other one that is, um, let's say, that is um, magnified, right? You then throw off the whole entire sacred marriage within yourself where you want to balance your inner masculine and your inner feminine, because that's when then you know when to receive and when to, and when to um, take a step forward, when to be ambitious and when to take a step back, you know, um, masculine and feminine energy. So when that's the name of, of their game down here is the inverse of everything flipping everything around so that then in a sense the best way i can kind of describe it is that instead of um you know us understanding and spiritually ascending where it's like one plus one is two they'll flip it so that it's one plus two is two right so then we end up doing things backwards and then therefore we then end up um never doing in a sense or 
disrupting the process of doing things when it comes to natural law and, to, and natural order and the ways of the and the laws of the universe. Where then if we can't have that sacred marriage within ourselves. We then, in a sense, um, we we are we are either expressing ourselves too much in the masculine or uh, too much in in like the feminine. And when we do that, we throw off um, our ability to receive and when to um, when to give, you know. And it's all about that. Where, like I said, the inverse of of everything. That's the name of their game. That's why when we flip things around, words backwards, and and it just starts to make a lot of sense because it's really the opposite of how it's being presented. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, so it looks like Orion's getting into the left and right hemisphere as well. Ryan, did you want to talk on that? or? Yeah, so you can see um, the pineal gland and it's split in half in that half center of the brain. So it's almost like the, the Mickey clock with the left, the 10 and 2, right? Um, so it's, it's pointing to your consciousness of um, logical on the left side and the right side of emotional and creative. So it's almost like that clock is bringing the brain together as well in the left and right, because as you can see in the next image, it basically the left says, I'm a scientist, I'm a mathematician. I love the familiar, I categorize, I'm accurate, I'm linear, <laughs> I'm analytical, I'm practical, I'm in control, Logical. I'm a master, yeah, a master of words and language, I'm realistic. I calculate equations, I play with numbers, I am order, I am logic, I am exactly who I am. So the left brain is what you imagine the world has been. So it's been unbalanced. It hasn't been about I am creativity, I am a pre free spirit, I am passion, I am yearning, I am sensuality, I am the sound of a roaring laughter, I am taste, I am a feeling of sand beneath the bare feet. I am movement, vivid colors. I am the urge to paint on an empty canvas. I am boundless imagination, art, poetry. I sense, I feel, I am everything I want to be. So you can see the battle of the left and the right in the cabal being the left orientated and God and people of um, the universe being of the right. So it's almost bringing those two together and pulling them back into the center of the control of order, basically. Um, it doesn't have to be controlling each other. It has to be just freedom. But the freedom is freedom of creation, freedom of expression. But there will be order as well involved in that because um, without order, those the, the right brain would create, 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 and it would be a whole mess. Um, it would just be uneven. There'd be things everywhere. So it has to have a sense of order and it has to have a sense of creativity. So that's what the brain getting pulled, because the brain was basically pulled apart and only the left side being able to be used. That's what school was. That's what, um, what the work was. That's what the financial sector was. That's what the politics was government so it's governing your mental abilities govern mental abilities so basically it's a slavery of your brain that's what government is fascinating yeah I, i'm always fascinated too by the pink floyd covers because it just seems to be like screaming 
cabal control. Yes, but you've also, um, you know, the one I've actually got, I was wearing the T-shirt yesterday, the Pink Floyd with the spectrum of colour. There's one colour going in and then the rays coming out. Yeah. So the white ray is God and then the other rays, yeah, you just put it up. So the colour rays are the creativity that come out of it. So it's the same. If you mirror that, it looks like the king's chamber of the um, the pyramid that you put up before. So um, that's basically our brain, the left and right brain. Interesting. And if we were to flip this up and down so that the pyramid is downward. Yes. Then you have color emanating up into the heavens, which. Exactly. And then it will be the 10 and 2 position of sorts. Yeah. So yeah. it would be it would be the tip of the spear, which is called Space Force or the Alliance. Yeah. Another interesting um, flip. Let's see if I saw this open. Oh, shoot, I had it, but one second here. And that one you got there, that triangle with the um, the mechanical on the left side and the music on the right, that's amazing because that's just our brain. That's literally our brain creating colour and system. And this is the main thing to know is system and order and all of the left brain things aren't bad they've just been unbalanced so they haven't allowed for creativity they haven't allowed for expression they haven't allowed for freedom so when we join those together in a complete balance it's all about balance it's not about getting rid of all those systems it's not about getting rid of um what they call the industrial revolution some of those things are really good but it's about balancing it with what feels good not what looks good or, or what um what works it's more what feels good with what works absolutely and i think that this is the year i feel like 2021 is the year for the reveal we're so close so if you take the 2021 and you get rid of the zero it's 221 flipped is mm -hmm. 122 and so the gematria is a second coming 122, America first, sun signs, which we're all becoming aware of, and they're becoming part of our consciousness. The Torah code, again, becoming, taking back our free will. King of Kings, it's Jesus. JFK Jr. lives, just saying, and events begin. So this is a big year. Yeah, and to bring that down to a um, financial and 3D, so we've got Basil three. So basically everyone's talking about cryptocurrency. They're talking about money. They're talking about the collapse of the stock market. They're talking about all these things. All that you have to know is that Basel one means that money is above precious metals. When it turns into Basel three, which I think is, um, I'm trying to find the date. Do you know Texas? Oh, June 28th um, is when Basel three happens. So Basel three basically makes it, that precious metals are the highest source above money. So everything is flipped at that point. So with Basel III, that would mean cryptocurrency that is not backed by precious metals means nothing, absolutely nothing. And that's the Bitcoin. That's all these um, Kazarian coins that have been used for child trafficking, adrenochrome, all of these negative drug dealing, murder, 
control of governments, all of that. So effectively, June 28th, money has to switch. <laughs> That's just to bring it down to a three uh, um, a three D term and financial, and so you can see it um, from a higher perspective and the perspective that we're on. Um, didn't you say that that was Tesla's birthday as well? Sure did. Yes. Also with Basel three, it's also unlocks the current manipulation of gold and silver as well as Basel three does. Yeah. So it takes, so, you know, you could probably say gold is going to be at $15,000 an ounce and silver will probably be right around 10 you know, in that ballpark. And so then <laughs> um, the cabal, their money is worth nothing uh, because it was because um, it was taken off the gold standard. So effectively it's numbers in space. That's all it is. So are we getting rid of debt? No, we're just wiping away the whole fake system. We don't, no one has debt. No one's ever had debt. It was the illusion of debt because there were false money numbers. Money has been promissory notes. So promissory notes are basically IOUs. So if you earn a thousand IOUs in a week, then you pay out a thousand IOUs. Well, you still have to, you still owe a thousand IOUs. So all the money you've used in your whole life, you still owe that according to their system. So even if you paid off all of their system, it would still be that you were in debt because you never had value. You never had anything of worth. The only thing of worth is precious metals. So when precious metals come in and come above that system, then that system is gone. It can't exist anymore because that system separated from precious metals. And when precious metals come back, then that system can't exist beside it because it's a falsity. It's a fiat. Exactly. Exciting times. It's, it's an amazing time 4th. to be alive. Yeah, it's going to be the July 4th of all July 4ths, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I hope that the just the energy of the earth rises because I know a lot of my friends are ready. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. It's not about money. The, the thing of the future is going to be about how can I help? How can I give my money out and help and build a better society? How can I um, benefit humanity? And at first it will be about fixing, but fixing won't take long. As soon as you take that machine down and stop feeding its, its um, gas, then that system shuts down. That system's no more. So the earth starts replenishing. We start replenishing. And the way we do that is by building humanitarian projects and these things that will basically feed the earth. It will give better um, experiences. It will give um, all these technologies that are due to come out will be able to be released through these humanitarian projects. So there's a lot coming that is going to be completely getting rid of all the old systems but building such a better system. And the systems that are going to be put in place are already effectively in place behind the scenes. So we don't have to worry about a gap of blackness <laughs> like the Dark Ages or, or anything like that. We just know that we transfer straight over 
and all it is is ripping the face mask or the mask off the cabal and showing it for what it is and then showing what is really under the mask under the mask of masks is the good <laughs> and the good was always there it was just covered by this dirty band-aid So, so interesting. Well, thank you, Orion, for helping me in this presentation today. I love the collaboration. Thank you, Mickey. Always a pleasure. Intuitive, did you have anything else to add before we shut down? Um, well, just to kind of expand on what Orion said about the humanitarian projects and things of that nature in the future, you know. Um, JFK said, ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country meaning what do you have to offer the world what skills what abilities what um you know what help assistance can you offer your country and the world to help assist in this transition and it can be anything you know it, it can be from being a teacher to being you know a marine specialist it doesn't matter it's all about your inner self-worth and finding what truly just gets your spirit jumping and that is what's going to be your service to humanity and i think that's what's most important i agree that was beautiful Jordan, well, thanks, always. Guys. thanks for having me on the show today and i'd love to get a recording i don't know if you recorded it at texas girl i'd love to put it on my channel if you guys are open to that yeah, absolutely. I have it recorded and I will get that sent over to you as soon as we have it over. Cool. I'll just add graphics to what we were talking about because I didn't record myself, but I think it would be really, really cool to show people what we're finding in the stars, uh, especially with respect to the clock. Yeah. And then we've been working on the four beasts, so we'll get you back on so we can go over the four beasts. Oh, yeah, that's really cool, too, right? Uh, Melissa's yeah. made some good headway on that. Melissa Redpill? Yep. Mm -hmm. so we've took in what she, what she has done, and we've added to it a little more, and we're still fine-tuning it. There's some other things going on in the sea with some aircraft carriers that may represent the four beasts as well. So it's interesting. There were, there were, there were the four beasts, but there were the, also the four beasts that rose from the oceans. Yeah, and did you guys hear about um, the submarine that they were building in, I think Jason Q said it was in um, Germany called, uh, I think it was called, shoot, it was called Leviathan, Leviathan. Leviathan. Mm -hmm. And then there was the another alligator. one called <laughs> Draconian or Dra Draco, or I don't know, something along the Dra Draconian. I'll have to go back and research what he told me. But yeah, there's submarines too that are named after the stars and that are biblical. Yeah. That the deep state was building. Well, this is the thing. Um, the deep state can't do anything other than what God's built or created because all they can do is manipulate. So they're going to use the powers. It's the same thing again. Use the tools of the Draco, use the tools of the Leviathan. These were animals <laughs> that were were gods effectively so um they are trying to capture that power and that's why they call and name these things after these names yeah absolutely they know the all 
Yeah, and the Draco in the sky, that constellation, is not a negative constellation. It's just stars. <laughs> it's just the clock. Um, but they've put the negative, almost like a mask over um, to make it all look negative. So when we hear that word, we're like, oh, that's horrible. But that's just what they've done. So that's what um, that's what we have to realise, that Leviathan is just a crocodile. Um, Draco is a dragon. <laughs> and many of us love dragons. It's just that they've made dragons evil at this point. Absolutely. Yeah, they they like they like always demonize things, you know what I mean? And then we're then told to stay away from it. It's evil. It's bad. You know? Yeah, I find it fascinating. Yeah, that tarot, tarot cards and the Torah also sound quite similar. And we're always told don't don't do tarot cards. Don't trust your intuition. Don't go to see a psychic, you know? Exactly. It's not from the devil is when you realize that you do it yourself without even meaning to when you're yep. you're psychically attached and and um or or you have that I like to call it um tele telepathic um you can see when your eyes are shut you can feel you can perceive what's going on that's natural you don't have to do anything to get that you just have to um you have to sit quietly and work on yourself and realize what you are, why you do certain things. If you're negative in certain areas, you need to understand why you're that, that negative. And if you're positive in certain areas, you have to work that out too. But when you work that out, that's building all your chakra system and then that builds your telepathic abilities. So there's nothing of the devil. You don't have to go and do um, uh, pentagram or circles with candles and Ouija boards and all of that you just simply have to do your soul work do like work out why you're here what you are what your abilities are and it comes naturally and it can be scary and a lot of people don't realize when it comes <laughs> how scary it can be because it's a, a whole nother dimension of reality that you're not told about very much and you, you have to learn to trust your intuition and trust your visualizations. Um, that also takes time. And I feel like it's best to do your own inner work first before you start looking into anybody else. You know, we have to move through our own egos and, and unwind all of our chakras and have our own visualizations, let our own inner spirit free in that ethereal world or the some called astral projection. There's definitely multiple layers, but um, learning about those other chakras, learning about chakras in general is huge. And I think we're, we're just, we're in that age of new awareness. The rapture is the becoming aware of divine things. And now we just decide how far we want to go in the rapture. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people put a magical um, aspect to it. Like, oh, you've got to work on your chakras and you've got to get them spinning and all the rest of it. It's not like that. It's simply, so, so say you got a, a um, you may get a sore throat or you may not be very good at talking out loud to people. You might be a quiet spoken person. If you work on that and start talking to people and be very proud of what you're saying and trust what you're saying, then that chakra starts spinning <laughs> and then you go on to your next chakra, chakra which might be um, your heart and your heart will be about allowing people to love you you loving yourself and then also you loving others 
and your heart chakra will start spinning and then you go on to your next one and that's how it works it's not this magical oh you've got to perceive this and <laughs> try this and do this and go to this person you literally just have to live but you can work on these particular chakras and they're just called energy centers meridians so basically their energy centers are where the flow of energy or goes through your body and then um, it clears up and creates um, a body that doesn't have dis-ease. So disease and sickness is because your chakras are all blocked. So it gets really simple. You just have to realize how it works and get rid of all the mumbo-jumbo that people have tried to confuse you with. Absolutely, and there's nothing more soul-filling, like fulfilling in your soul, <laughs> soul-filling than remembering who and what you are and honoring the reason for your incarnation. That is the most soul fulfilling thing that you can do for yourself, not only for yourself, but for the collective as, as well, where it turns into service, service to others, you know? And that's what it's all about. It's all about bringing in your knowledge, bringing in your, your information, presenting it to the world, and letting God just guide that whole entire process and things would just fall into place and leave room in your heart for the for, for the un, unimaginable, you know? I think what's going to be challenging, though, is that every cell in our bodies as humans uh, do carry fear. And it is, I know it sounds easy to just let go of your throat chakra and to allow your 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 heart to sing or whatever, but it isn't that easy. People do have to move through lots of traumas. They have to unwind lots of fear in each of the cells. And it is it is a choice to move through the fear and realize fear is just a figment of your imagination. It's not real. But because of humans have been kept as slaves for so many thousands of years, I do think it will take some time, a lot of time, for people to learn to move through that anxiety. And I think there'll be tools and teachings that are going to make it much, much easier, you know. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. And with the fear thing, um, you have to realize that fear is not yours. It's something that's been installed into you, like a computer program. So fear was put into you by watching cartoons when you were young and then watching movies when you were older and then going to work, going to school, hearing people's experiences. Um, for instance, a shark attack. Um so many people are scared of sharks, but if they actually go out there, they'll realize that sharks leave you alone unless you're in a close vicinity of a feeding frenzy or something like that. But because people talk about that and give you that fear, then you're petrified of the water, certain people. So it, fear is literally something that is installed into you. So if you can uninstall that fear to an extent, it's not the easiest thing to do, but to start rationalizing why am I afraid of a shark that I've never seen before that everyone says is going to eat me? Well, for one, maybe I won't go out as far as where the sharks are. And for two, if I'm out that far, I'll be aware that they're there and I'll go back in. Um, and it's as simple as rationalizing that you're in control of you and something else isn't. There are accidents and things but you can alleviate those accidents by um, 
just allowing yourself to go through life. And if you see a danger, that's why you've got fear. That's healthy fear. But if you have crippling fear, that's where the danger comes in. And that's not yours. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to keep on beating the, the, the dead horse here, but, but you know, it all, it all starts and it all begins when you have realized that you've suffered enough. That was a big turning point for me. And I'm pretty sure someone here needed to hear that, you know, and you were never broken and you are never broken. You just told yourself that you were. I agree. And people do need to be very patient with themselves. You're going to come in and out. You're going to be in a fifth dimension for a percentage of the time. And then you're going to be in the fourth trying to help people move up. And then you're going to be in the third and then you're going to be, you know, you're going to be shifting at all times. So just show yourself lots and lots of love and patience. And this may take time. And as so long as you have the intention set of getting to that fifth dimension or higher at all times, and choosing love, choosing light, choosing positive thoughts at all times, feeding your body with not only good foods, but also good thoughts. I think we're all just, we're all just on our journey, right? It's just a journey. There's no beginning. There's no end. There's just scenery along the way. Yeah. And the key is if you feel anger, feel anger. You're, it's there for a reason. Feel it, be in it, and then let go. Be like the yeah. river. Don't yeah. hang on to that rock in the river. Go over the rib, over the rock, experiencing it, and then let it go. Move on to the next obstacle and the next obstacle, but bring the lessons with you. The lesson of the rock is, oh, it felt hard and sharp and it cut me a little. Oh, I'll avoid that next time. So it's taken the lessons, but don't hang on to that because as long as you hang on to it, it's yours. Like a disease, if you say, I've got cancer, well, how are you ever not going to have cancer if you keep saying, my cancer, I've got cancer. Oh, you know, my cancer. You know, I'm going to have cancer for the rest of my life. Oh, you know, my mom, my dad, my auntie had cancer. I've got cancer. Well, you're not going to let go of it because you've held on to it. Yep. If you identify with it, it becomes you. I don't let any doctor tell me what my lifeline looks like ever. I don't care what coat they're wearing. I don't care if it's black or white. They're not going to tell me what my timeline is or what they're not going to identify. I'm not going to become identified with some dis-ease because they labeled me, period. As far as I'm concerned, every form of dis-ease is a sign of toxicosis that your body's releasing if you let it release. Yeah, so, a, doctor, a doctor's working in a practice. So basically they're practicing on you to find <laughs> ways to control you, ways to numb you down. I mean, um, back in the day, they had these little pills called tranquilizers. Well, where do you think the word tranquil come from? Oh, that'll make you tranquil and you'll be all calm and relaxed. No, that will dumb you down and make you not think and make you numb and you'll basically be a drug addict. That's what tranquility was, <laughs> tranquilizer. Yep, and they're like magicians. Oh, look, we can take away your pain. Look, you don't ever have to face any of your demons. You never have to detox your body. You never have to work at anything. We'll just take it all away. I mean, so often when people are um, detoxing their body, uh, if if your body's in an active state of detox, oftentimes you'll get a little depressed because the toxicity is flowing through the blood and through the brain and it's temporary. 
but people get you on these, you know, on these um, antidepressants. And then next thing you know, you're labeled as someone who's depressed. You're being told you have to be on these medications your whole life when these medications aren't even like it's a 50% effective, it's effective rate to the placebo, which means it's all in your head. Yeah. And you um, said it. Um, it's what did you say? Magic or they're magicians? Yeah. So, they consider themselves magicians. <laughs> yeah. So basically pharmacy comes from the word pharmakia, which means sorcery. So basically they're using sorcery on you. They're practicing sorcery on you in order to um, extend their agenda <laughs> of control. To keep you in a state of being sick and believing you're sick for life and that you're labeled. They label you very quickly uh, just because you have symptoms for one month of detox. And then when we identify with that label, we become that sick person for life and we stay on these medications. I mean, over 50% of the population, well, actually it's 75% of the population is on at least one medication, including children. And 75%, sorry, 75% on at least one and 50% are on at least two or more. And these are affecting our psychology. They're affecting our ability to think, our ability to function and our ability to awaken and ascend. And when your body's busy trying to detoxify itself and you put more toxins in, it just it just throws the disease deeper into the body. So it's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to just move through it, like getting stuck in an eddy in the river, but the eddy is temporary, so long as you know how to move out mentally and back into the center of the river where it's easy sailing you know yeah and going back to the chakras um so you've heard of currency so that's the current of electricity going through your body because you are water your whole body structure is made of water so water is programmable so when you think when you talk when you believe when you listen that is programming your body so if you keep telling yourself that you're sick, if you keep telling yourself that you're weak, if you keep telling yourself this, you're literally programming your body. So as a massive thing of the, the flu every year, well, why does the flu happen every year? There's multiple reasons, but a main reason is, oh, it's flu season. It's time for my body to get sick. So we're literally telling ourselves that our body has permission to get sick in flu season. Is it not going to get sick? No, it's you're commanding it to get sick because you're programming the water within you, the cells within you to do a certain thing. So that's why words are so powerful. The word is sword, S with a word at the end. That is the power. The sword is the power. So if you are commanding your body with words, you should be commanding it in a positive way, not a negative way. And this is not easy to do but it will take time and we will be able to do this more and more every day. That's interesting. You say that. So that's the double edge of the sword. If it's positive, it will serve you. If it's negative, it will not. Everything has a double edge. Yep. It's a positive and negative, the polarity. You know, and it takes time. But eventually it will be you can live in a reality where there's nothing but positive thoughts 
you just have to keep writing that program in your mind, keep rewriting those variables. You know, if you look in the mirror in the morning and you say, I don't like what I see, switch that up to saying, I love what I see every day. Don't care if you believe it or not. Just keep saying it until you do. Yeah, and this exactly. And then that, that comes to um, spelling. So you spell a word. So you you spell your power. You um, say these words which create emotions or feelings and they change your body. So if you st- um, if you notice, you'll say, oh, something crazy happened to me the other day. Well, crazy has a negative connotation because crazy is someone that gets locked up in a mental hospital. So if you say something amazing happened to me the other day, then it's got a different spell of words. So it literally changes your perception, it, it changes your cell, and it changes your your outlook and your whole reality. So if you start trying to find these words like, um, I always feel sick. Well, no, you don't always feel sick. You might get sick occasionally. So, oh, I felt sick the other day, but I feel better now. So that's going to heal you. So you sort of, you use spells <laughs> against yourself um, to, to create a better reality for yourself. Yeah, and it's interesting in Geometria, crazy 73, perfect 73. So we just have to flip it. You just have to flip it. Flip it just like the triangle. (laughs) Yeah, that's what this whole world's been is an inverse, a mirror. So um, evil is live, heart is earth. So we have all these beautiful words hidden in these really horrible um, spelling words. So we just have to re-spell it or... Flip it, invert it, get the anagram of it. Yep, we're on we're on the right path to a beautiful new world. I'm excited. Did anyone I'm have excited, questions? Anxious and ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Did we want to open it up for questions? I've got about ten more minutes. We can. It's up to you, babe. Let's do it. Does anybody have questions? Looks like most people are muted, though. I guess they can can unmute. I don't think we have any questions. Cool, you guys. Well, thanks for having me on your channel. No problem. We'll have to get you back so we can do a a whole presentation. (laughs) I know, right? Sorry, I didn't really know what to expect today. I just came with slides and ideas. (laughs) It's all good. Thank you, Mickey. Sorry, I wasn't prepared at all. Um, <laughs> so if we do it again, we'll uh, we'll prepare a bit more. I still think this was fantastic. Like, I definitely want to edit some of it and put it on my channel because there is a lot of good stuff in there. We're just piecing. We're just, you know, collaborating and digging and finding more stuff every time I look. It's, there's so many angles to look at, whether it be the Bible or the Gematria or the the stars and the planets, the Q-drops, the... The, the the comms from Trump and all the things he's ever said in these rallies. It's just insane how many different ways you can look at each topic. Multidimensional puzzle for sure. Well, Absolutely. it comes down to the, the stars, Q, the Bible, and what's happening in the physical. Because um, and, and then you got Dramatria as well. So you got we've got a lot of tools at our disposal. And if we cross-reference all them together, we'll find a lot. A lot. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Mickey. It was wonderful doing this with you. And um, I look forward to the future, Mickey, and uh, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks, Intuitive. All right, you guys, we'll have a great day. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you joining Take us. Care. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you.